Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Well, welcome to The Boiling Point, and this is not Greg Hemmings, and it is not Dave Vale, even though Dave's here. He's copping the, he's copping out here. He, he's just, I think he's asleep. We'll have to poke the bear to get him up. And uh, we have today probably what I would think, no, it's not what I think. It is the most interesting individual that I've come across in the entrepreneurial mind as far as being innovative. And uh, are you over there, Dave? Are you awake now? I'm here. You were a guest host, man. You're taking over. This is awesome. Oh, is this opposite day? Yeah, this oh, is. Oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> no, we've got to get right into this. Tammy, welcome. Thank you for having me. You know, um, why don't you just tell people what you do, and then I'll ask you a few questions. Just kind of simple. Just We'll, we'll, ma- we'll mangle it otherwise, Tammy. So you, yeah. you better for you to introduce yeah. okay, that's to okay. our audience yeah. than, than we'll us to try it. Slow. Yeah, take exactly. it slow, please. <laughs> Okay, well, I own dance studios, and particularly they are um, pole dance and aerial fitness studios. I own four of them in uh, in Vancouver here. And talk a little bit. Now, you know, as I did some research here, pole dancing, right? That's pretty black and white, right? Okay, so when people visualize pole dancing, it's rather narrow to some people. It was amazing to find out the depth of it's not actually pole dancing, which it is. You don't buy a Rolex to tell time, right? The uh, offerings of services that you have for women, for example, uh, to help them be better uh, fitness, et cetera, et cetera. Why don't you explain a little bit about um, what you do as you're in your four locations, um, and then maybe a little bit about your background and the credentials you have are stunning. And uh, I got to get out of the way so you can just talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yes, usually I get a ton of questions after I, um, you know, I tell people what I do. And usually the most popular one is, how in the world did you get into that? So, well, I mean, first of all, I'll tell you what we do. Um, we, offer, we offer pole dancing. Um, and that usually, I mean, we offer a lot more. We offer dance, you know, just lots of different types of dance. We offer fitness. Um, all of our locations have two rooms. So one room is all aerial stuff. So it's hoops and it's silks and it's pole. Um, but when I started 12 years ago, it was really a pole studio. That, that was the thing. And, that, and that's, kind of, that's still our niche to this day. Um, and, you know, it, it's amazing because, of course, people hear pole dance and they think stripper. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a strong association for a lot of people. And so my whole my whole thing has been about educating people because it is, you know, it's an amazing workout. I mean, I think that's the very first thing that anybody, nobody can argue with to actually get yourself on that pole um, and learn how to not only, you know, swing around it, but actually lift your own body weight up is it challenging, Um, super challenging. And it's, uh, you know, for, for everyone who tries it, it's really, you know, it's empowering and it's, it's, it's so many things. It's everything that fitness is plus more 
because it's, um, you know, it really can help women in particular, obviously feel, um, you know, feel more confident, have a better, um, a more positive body image because it's really about what your body can do, not what it looks like. So it's actually really great for kind of that positive, um, body image, you know, I, I could go on and on, but mm. you know, I'll stop there and I'll let you ask that. Well, <laughs> maybe I can jump in cause I'm, cool, I'm yeah. just thinking, um, how does like, you know, like, like you described, that's, that's, this is not, that would not be an easy thing to do. So in my mind as an entrepreneur would think, geez, it's going to be a pretty limited audience who's actually going to be able to participate, right? Um, and this is me not having a lot of knowledge. So I'm guessing you have this way to, to bring someone as a beginner in and still, uh, and, and probably, you know, grow to mastery if they choose. So I'm just wondering, how do you, how do, you do that? How do you bridge that? You know what? And that was a learning curve for me in the beginning because I didn't, you know, I didn't realize, and you forget about even just the pull, but even just movement in general. I mean, I, I don't realize how stiff or how, you know, how, how people didn't really have that mind body connection and how doing something very simple um, can be challenging for a lot of people, especially if it, if it means, you know, a uh, you know, a movement that's not super, you know, straight up and mm-hmm. down. So it's, you know, it's about moving the hips and, and actually, you know, moving the body and people are just not used to doing that in our everyday lives. So we're, you know, we're sitting, we're on the computer, we're driving, everything is, is very, you know, straight up and down. So it's a different movement for people, but, um, you know, that was a big learning curve. So right from the beginning, I actually wrote a curriculum. So I spent a lot of time, Starting right from the beginning, like exactly where to where to hold your hand, mm. you know what muscles to recruit so so people know where they're pulling from so that they're safe and they don't injure themselves. Um, you know, I started with pull 101 and went all the way up to pull 606 and and class one, two, three. So it's progressive and it builds and it's slowly to get stronger. And in the beginning, one foot is always on the ground, so you're learning spins. So you're literally working against your own body weight. So you're, you know, you're engaging your lats, you're pulling down, you're engaging your core. So it's really safe and and you're spinning. And I think that's really what's kind of great about it because you're learning, you're learning how to do something. So it's keeping your mind body, your, your mind busy, never enjoyed going to the gym. I just feel it's, you know, it's, it's mindless. Some people love it. I couldn't stand it. So, you know, you're actually keeping your mind busy and you're working off your own body weight. So it's, you know, and it's fun. I mean, there's nothing that really compares to it either than being a kid and playing at the playground. So it's extremely progressive. And then once you're strong enough at that level, you start to lift your feet off the ground. And then you start to go upside down. So it's very progressive. I, I just trying to jump in there. That is what I, when I was doing the research, I could not believe really it is about fitness. And that's the bottom line here is uh, even, you know, you, you've taught thousands of women's of all shape and size. It doesn't matter. And um, Pole 101, I, I think Dave definitely needs to take that one. Maybe you should fly <laughs> out and you could do a live, you know, Facebook Live event with him. But uh, the, the point being is that it, it's more than just the pole. It's it's not actually pole dancing. It's pole fitness. It's aerial arts. It's different things that you do. And you, you're quite humble. You've won over 15 titles um, over the span of your career and first runner-up to Miss uh, Pole Dance World and Best Pole Tricks and Miss Pole Dance World at Miss Pole Dance World. Um, stunning. How did you jump from what you love and your passion to saying, you know what, 
I gotta I gotta show this. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to I want to open a location. How did that all transform? Well, I mean, I think that I've always had the entrepreneurial spirit, and I think that that you know that's always been extremely strong in me. And I think that's a very optimistic way of saying it because I think it's also another way of saying I did I didn't like conforming. <laughs> <laughs> so from a very um, from a very young age, when I was um, 19 years old, uh, I was working actually managing a, a clothing store. And the owner decided that, you know, he, because he was traveling and he, he lived on a small island. So he was having to take a boat every day. And, you know, one day he just asked me if I wanted to buy the store. And of course, being 19, I was like, yeah, I do. I would be awesome. <laughs> really not knowing anything. I was naive at the time. But, um, yeah, once I got the taste of, of, you know, running the show, I mean, how could you ever go back from that? So, so I mean, I guess I can lead this into, um, you know, I, I went into criminology actually. Uh, I went to college and I was working my way through school and I was waitressing in a strip bar. And so um, I was, I, you know, I've never been to one. I was in, in awe of these, these women that were just coming out and putting on these spectacular shows and getting paid a ton of money for 15 minutes. And then they were just going back to their rooms and going shopping, doing it, you know, doing whatever they were doing for the day. Meanwhile, my student loans are racking up, racking up. So I decided to give it a shot. And so I, I started in Japan. I just, you know, flew overseas. I didn't want anyone to know what I was doing. So I went overseas and I ended up working in Japan and I worked in Greece and I worked in London and I, I traveled the world. I went from starving student to making some money and traveling. For me, that was about being an entrepreneur. I mean, you, you are in charge of your own schedule. You're in charge of where you're going. You know, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. Um, and I ended up doing that for 11 years until I got to my quote unquote, my, my best before date. <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't want to continue to do that obviously for a long period of time. But how do you integrate back into society after 11 years of that? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really work well on a resume. So I, um, I heard that there was some pole dancing classes happening down in L.A. And I saw it on Oprah Winfrey. And I figure, hey, if Oprah <laughs> says it's okay, then obviously it's okay. So I decided to open a small studio, you know, really because I just didn't have a lot of options. And I still had that entrepreneur spirit. You know, I just, there's no way I could go back and working for somebody else. And within six months, I had, I had already um, grown out of the space and had to um, relocate. And, you know, it went from there. And, and you have four locations. And how, how long did it take you? to have your fourth location? Well, I, I had the single location for a really long time. And, you know, I had caviar problems where people would buy a two-week trial and they couldn't get into class because they were all full. So um, at that point, I opened my second location. And that was not until seven years after the first location. So it took me, you know, seven years to really to really build up a clientele because it was, in some ways, it was, it was amazing because it was risque and people had an association with it, but that society, if it, you know, if there isn't something really exciting and interesting about it, nobody really cares about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it was, it was kind of fun on one sense because I could do press releases and, and they'd get picked up left, right and center because, you know, quote unquote sex sells right. and, and it's interesting. And, and, you know, because it slowly has taken me that many years to convince people that it is, a legitimate sport, a legitimate fitness and, and a legitimate activity. So, 
you know, along the way, what I did is I, I started the Canadian Pole Fitness Association because there was no governing body for pole fitness. So what was happening is all these studios are opening up all over the place and people are teaching it that have no qualifications to teach it and people are getting hurt. And I mean, you're flipping yourself upside down. Like the liability is huge. Right. And, and I wanted people to, to be safe about it. So I opened the association, started offering certifications and started to run competition. Now there's competitions, you know, globally and and you know they're working on having it get into the olympics that's a whole different you know i have my opinions on that because um i don't know if that's exactly where it should be but you know that was the progression and so now there's competitions in in every single province across canada and the winner of every single province comes to the nationals the nationals are actually june here in vancouver bc they have been held in ontario but this year they're in vancouver so and there's 65 competitors that are going to be at the national. So this is really becoming something, something. Well, that's sorry. That's June 9th uh, and 10th, correct? Yes, Yes, exactly. I was fascinated to find out there's, I'll just rattle them off. Entry division, men's division, master division, exotic one L one division, exotic L two, a pole dance, amateur division, uh, semi pro and, Pro. And again, I don't know if Dave can go from pole 101 into the men's <laughs> division, but that is fascinating for you. Uh, you know, sex sells. Oprah comes out publicly. You say, geez, you know, there's a demand. There's this pent up demand, so to speak. You know, it, it kind of dominoes. And then for you to take the initiative, say, look, there's going to be some guidance or structure. Uh, safety, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, Dave, I, I, I just wanted to uh, let everybody know if they were in Vancouver uh, on June 9th and 10th, they should go. But you were going to say something. No, I was. you know what I was just thinking is like what's interesting about it is we talk to a lot of, um, you know, innovators, pioneers. And, mm-hmm. you know, clearly, Tammy, that's what you're doing in this space, right? Like I just even think to your earlier comments at the start of our conversation about, you know, I wrote curriculum the 101 and yeah. and like it's almost like you got these SOPs going right which really probably uh, supported you as you scale and um where does that come from like i mean that that's like that's stuff that yeah. that usually uh and at least in my experience uh is is people f- you know 10 years into it say oh wait we got to go and document this we got to get back to this we got to create an association we have to you know all these things right but it sounds like you did, you did the right way i think just you know right from the beginning i was always like <laughs> You know, I, I I was very spoiled as a child. My mom never spanked me. She 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 gave me anything I wanted, and I think I think that that actually worked out as a positive because I just always believed that if I if I kept going, if I made a big fuss, I would get what I wanted. <laughs> so you know, I always just felt like, okay, well, there's you know, this is going to happen. Here's my obstacle. How do I get around this? You know, what are my obstacles and and how am I going to get over those obstacles? I never, you know, I just never see anything as a dead end road. And like you said, in the beginning, it was, you know, my obstacles were people really saw it as stripper classes and people didn't want to come to a stripper class. So then I needed to educate people. And I thought, well, how better to educate people than to run competitions and show them what it's like at the very highest point, you know, to show people as athletes, to show people defying gravity, no different than um, watching a Cirque show. Mm. Um, And then at the same time, also, you're right, the other problem was people and their strength ability and and where they were at, you know, walking into the classroom. And if I could say, you know, that really any age, any size, 
you know, how could I, how could I do that? And that was by, you know, writing a very slow, progressive and safe curriculum, because that also led to, you know, people accepting it because if people were getting hurt, nobody's going to want to do it. So, I mean, I think all of those things were just were my way of just getting around the obstacles that I, that I faced at that time. I mean, it was probably the biggest, it was a very hostile community back in, um, you know, back in 2004 when I opened <laughs> because there was nothing like this. So I think it was also way before my time. And I really, yeah, I just really was adamant about convincing people and showing people because even though I had come from an exotic dance background, um, and I also took my fitness education and I put it all together, but even though I had come from that background, I knew what it did for me um, from a fitness perspective. You know, I never went to the gym. I, I ate chocolate chip cookies and Tim Hortons for breakfast. I, um, you know, I was, I didn't eat well, but because I was dancing and lifting my body and engaging my core, I've never, I've had three children. I've never had any back problems. Um, I, you know, I've lost all my baby weight without barely trying. I'm, you know, I feel like, and it's all because of this. So it's something that I'm just super passionate about. And I always have been, and I wanted to share that with other people. Cause I'm like, if that can work for me, it can work for anybody. And it's, and it's fun. And I think that's, you know, I was just, like I said, I was just super passionate about showing people that it didn't have to be for stripping. At the same time, I wouldn't want to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. So I think I've been very, you know, candid about that too as well. You know, there's a lot of things that are like, oh, well, pole dance originated in India, in Malakam. You know, but that's not what inspired people to get on a pole. <laughs> you know, that's not. It, it was pole dancing. I mean, it really did come from the, the want for many women to have a body like a stripper. And that's kind of how it started. But then I wanted to show people that, it's not a stripper pole if you're not stripping on it. it hasn't, you know, the pole, there's a pole in every single playground. <laughs> it doesn't have to have that condensation attached to it. So that was just my super passionate goal. I love that. I love the way you, you summed that up. Um, we've got to ask, though, there's one question I've just got to ask. The name of your business <laughs> is called? Tantra Fitness. Now, why, young lady, would <laughs> Tantra be in there? Well, do you know what Tantra is? Yes, actually. Uh, Dave was, he had some positioning things going on here earlier before we called, but no. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Share why that for you. I, I love it. I think it's great. Well, ta- Tantra is not tantric. Mm-hmm. They're very different. So, But they, they kind of have the same underlying you know, meaning in the sense that tantric is a, is a sexual but Tantra is actually an energy. So it's an energy that you actually harness on the inside to help, you know, change you on the outside. And that for me was pretty significant in what I was trying to do because I was helping women um, get more confident and be empowered and, you know, actually helping, you know, it's it's actually crazy because now, you know, I named the studio in the beginning, but now I've had so many women say Tantra Fitness has actually changed my life, which is a very powerful right. statement. Well, it is, yeah. But, yes, and it, but it actually, you know, it actually has. And so, so it's neat to see that come full circle because it was about tapping into that energy. Um, and I liked that it was, you know, people might misinterpret it because it, it, it is a sexier type of fitness if you want it to be. But it doesn't have to be. Um, but that's why I kind of liked it because it was, you know, it was interesting. It was, 
um, it was controversial, I guess. <laughs> which, which really is the is my whole business well, is, is slightly controversial for people. There's still some people that you know want nothing to do with it and think that it you know stripper classes. But you know our instructors. It's interesting because um, so many of our instructors have extremely interesting day jobs. They do this because they love it. So you know we have a notary public. We have a um, marine biologist. We have. Uh, we have we have lots and lots of different uh, you know we don't have actually I think out of I have fifty six instructors and there's only three of them that actually are exotic dancers. Hmm. Well, you know what I think it's yeah. what it what I find interesting and and um, I think really smart is you know is just to embrace the you know kind of the the edgy side of this right mm. like you said not try to pull the wool over people's eyes. And then, and then it just kind of exposes it for what it really is, if you know, which is around fitness, right? And empowering women is what I'm hearing you say, Tammy. And you know, and that that's kind yeah. of rather than rather than um, avoid it. You know what I mean? Like, just why not just just exactly. just be straight, like you are. Um, we're, we're we're coming to the end of our our um, our interview. So a couple uh, or what? You know, I'm always interested to learn when we meet entrepreneurs. Is what is um, you know for someone listening who maybe has their own idea about doing something that might be polarizing, might be edgy, uh, might be scary for them for whatever reason. What advice do you have uh, in terms of, you know, just moving out of your comfort zone and and going for it? Well, I mean, I think that's, again, that's been a huge obstacle for us because people are are quite intimidated by it. Um, And so what we've done is we've just, um, we offer free classes every month to just rotate, you know, what kind of class it is again, to kind of get over that obstacle. And for people who are really nervous, what they usually do is they come in with like a friend or two. And in our studio here, we actually have quite a few guys that attend. So we have like, we'll have people that will book it for like a party, a bachelorette or birthday party, because then there's no pressure. And there's just like, oh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna have a good time and be silly. And then every single time at the end of class, people are always like, oh my gosh, I had no idea how much of a workout that is a lot of fun. And so, yeah. And it's a lot of fun. So it's, you know, it's, it's a great way to just, to just give it a try without any pressure. So how do people get a hold of you? How, if they want to learn more or they want to open an, a location in uh, New York or Toronto, um, what, how do they get a hold of you, Tammy? And, and how do they learn more? Thank you. They, they can come to tantrafitness.com. Um, they can email me directly at Tammy at tantrafitness.com. And uh, go from there. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story. And, um, I mean, it's just such a cool entrepreneurial pursuit. And it sounds like you're having, like, you know, amazing success. And uh, congrats on that. And thank you for sharing your story with us. Um, well, thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah, and it's been, you know, and, and I, you know, the, there's just, so what we're going to do is we're going to say goodbye. And then we're just going to have a few takeaways. And we'll certainly be in touch uh, before this, uh, we get this out into uh, the world. So uh, we can, we can, you know, help a lot of listeners understand more about, you know, just you and what you're doing and how you're doing and all that good stuff. So, um, so thanks again. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Tammy. Great. Okay. See you, Tammy. So. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. So Wayne, takeaways for you, Tammy. What a what a neat story. I mean, uh, uh, what are you what are you taking away from her story, Dave? My big takeaway is that uh, I I'm amazed that that this woman has uh, stuck with her core principle of what she wants to do. She believes in it. Uh, she started it, uh, you know, in a roundabout, circuitous way. But at the end of the day, she is filling a void 
of a need. She's educating people as she goes along. And to your point earlier, Dave, she was thinking it out along the way as opposed to most people who react later when they're operating a business for her to scale to four locations. It's amazing. Do you know, and what's interesting is it's a, I, I compare it with the coaching business, right? You know, where trying to really, um, you know, regulate the, the industry, um, have competencies that are related to it. So the big takeaway is, but, you know, the other thing is being edgy, going for it. I yeah. love that and and, love and owning it. I mean, that's that. Those are the important components, I believe. So, so once again, Mr. Jago, thank you. Will you join me next week uh, with our we- next podcast? And will you be wearing the same shirt or a different shirt? No, same shirt, different pants. But I'm really <laughs> looking forward to next week as well. So thanks, Dave, for having me. Even though it's opposite day and opposite day, yeah, opposite day. You did awesome, down. man. Well, thank I you. I might get fired. You are, I hopefully, no, sorry, I, I hope, uh, great, where is Greg, by the way? Oh, geez, you know what, he's, I think Bora Bora? I believe so, yeah, I know we used that one last time, he's in, I think he's <laughs> in, in India, or uh, he's somewhere cool. Katmandu, how's that? There we go. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter, at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Debbie Travis. And I'm Tommy Smythe. And this is Trust Me, I'm a Decorator. We're now podcasters. And why did we call it that? Well, you know us as decorators, but we've got lots more to share. We want to talk about travel and relationships. We're going to have amazing guests on. Guests who inspire us for sure. We'll probably talk about design too. And of course, Tommy, don't forget about food. Oh my gosh, how did I forget about food? So please follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or as they say, wherever you get your podcast. And we'll pop right up when we have a new episode. Where's this luck?